Is money important to you? Money was hasn't been important to me since I had 80 grand in the bank. That's enough for me to turn my life around. You said you made money in crypto, but you also lost it all. I lost a ton of money in crypto. I lost a ton of money in crypto. People are in such automation that if they do not follow the programming or the book, their minds break. I know that sounds insane when the world's collapsing. Yeah. What can we do about it? What are you going to do? Complain on Twitter about the Federal Reserve? Just wait till the first church of AI comes out where they worship the machine. Mark my words. Play this back in 20 years when it's here. Luke was right. Yo, what is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode on The Vibe Show. So today, this man needs no introduction. We're going to get straight into it, guys. Welcome, Luke Belmar. Welcome, brother. How Welcome you, you, not me. You're in Miami, brother. In Miami. Welcome. This is my first podcast How are you liking Dubai. It? How are you liking Miami? It's a crazy city. And I think what's your first? What's your first take? First impressions, it's all about who you know, guys. Meeting Luke Belmar here, it's like you're with the mafia. Nah, right. That's not me, bro. That's <laughs> guys, not me. First thing you know, you were like, rolling around with the with cops and everything right yeah. like uh what is it policing you we around had police Fire. escorts bugatti sharons it's been a crazy trip but we're here and we're with the man himself so for those of you that don't know luke belmar he is a man that changes the path of life can i say that you can say whatever you he want. He breaks right? the matrix. He's a <laughs> he's a Freemason. <laughs> no, <laughs> but no, he, he's honestly, I want to give you guys a little backstory of Luke Belmore. Started from nothing, made millions of millions of dollars, and is someone who genuinely seeks the best version of themselves in life. So first of all, not Freemason at all, but uh, came from Argentina. Yeah. Uh, at the age of 16, I grew up in Argentina, third world country. If you look at what Argentina is today, highest inflated currency in the world, completely destroyed by socialism and corruption. So my parents, my family kind of having an understanding of what was going to be taking place uh, in the southern hemisphere, decided that it was going to be a good move to, uh, you know, attempt the American dream. So at the age of 16, with $200 in a suitcase, came to the United States, uh, started pressuring, uh, pressure washing basketball courts. That was my first job. And then eventually through the years, got into different jobs, was exposed to e-commerce, was exposed to the internet, was exposed to making money online. And I capitalized on the opportunity. It's very straightforward. You know, a lot of people have been able to experience the internet, but only a handful of people have utilized the internet to actually make money. For example, yourself, right? Yeah. A lot of people watch YouTube, but then there's other people actually go out and do it. So got into the internet game, got into e-commerce, got into uh, cryptocurrency in 2016. And as cliche as it may be, I actually was able to buy a Bitcoin that was worth a couple hundred bucks, right? And yeah. then 2017, uh, I f***ed up. You know, I did really well in the crypto uh, bull run. I did 160x on my portfolio, but then I lost it all. And I was like, oh, dang, how do I make sure that this doesn't happen again? And I understood there was market cycles and that there were cycles and ebbs and flow of money supply and things of this nature. So I said, you know what? Let me go back to e-commerce, make money because it was something that I had mastered. Yeah. And then 2020 rolled over all my profits into uh, crypto, different technological uh, pioneering kind of uh, niches such as DeFi and things of this nature that took off and did really well. And here we are today. So when Pretty you came good. when you came to the United States, you came alone or? 
Yeah, completely alone. So your family just sent you here. You're yeah. 16. 16, brother. My family didn't send me. You know, I graduated from from high school, and at that point, I had a decision: Am I going to continue a university career path in Argentina, work for two thousand dollars, five hundred dollars, a thousand dollars a month, or am I going to try and figure out a better situation, a better place to be? And obviously, America offers a ton of great opportunities, and it just it worked out. But like when you came here, obviously, like was it was it not tough? Like how? What did you do? You came with two hundred dollars, brother. When you have, there, you have, what do you have to lose? Two hundred dollars? There's nothing to lose. But how when do you you're survive? at the bottom, what do you mean, brother? To two hundred dollars? Think about it. What does uh, living with a family member or friend cost? Free. You get a regular job, yeah. doing anything. You make a thousand dollars a month. As a 16, 17, 18 year old, you can self sustain your lifestyle with $800 a month. You can eat healthy, organic, natural, $500 a month. Pay for your public transport, pay for your essentials, your utilities, your amenities with another couple hundred bucks. And what I came to realize is I was so obsessed with making money that I wasn't figuring out how am I gonna spend the little bit of money that I have. I was figuring out as soon as I make this money, how can I deploy it to multiply? I remember I was waiting tables, you know, yeah. and in the United States, and I don't know how it works nowadays, but back in the day, you would basically get cash tips and you would take those tips and they would belong to you, right? So what I would do is I would take that cash the same day I would deposit it in the ATM machine, Wells Fargo, instant deposit would show up in my bank account. I would go home and 50% of whatever I made for tips, 50% was gonna be my ad spend for my Facebook ads oh. that same day. And half of it would go to an exchange called Bitstamp, which is where I would buy my Bitcoin and my XRP and my Litecoin and things of this nature. So the same day that I made the money, I already knew why I was going into work. I was going into work to get my fuel for my Facebook ads that I had to pay for that night because I didn't have a credit card. Yeah, I had my debit card. So whatever I made, right, I pulled it with my brothers and we would come together and just... That's how it worked. Oh, you have brothers. Money. Yeah, I have an older brother at Mr. Belmar, biohacking wizard, built e-commerce businesses with him, have a younger brother as well, did e-commerce with him. We kind of keep it in the family unit. So is, is that something you learned from them? Or like, we how do you- work, we, we work together. I mean, when you grow up with people on a regular basis, a lot of the information that you receive is, is similar. So we devised a plan where we understood that when you are more, especially when you work in a, un in a unit dynamic, you have more firepower. The reason I came to this conclusion was if you look at the school system, yeah. right? And you're in the school system and you have a problem or a, an exam or a test. How do they tell you that you need to solve this problem? By yourself, go lock yourself in your room, figure this out. If you use your friends or if somebody tells you the answer, it's what, cheating. But in the real world, if somebody gives you an advantage or tells you how to win, you call it a hack. You call it an insider piece of information. You call it uh, a cheat code. Yeah. You don't call it out here scamming or losing or doing these things. But in the school system, they teach you that collaboration is bad. So I was like, let me just collaborate with the people that I can already trust, which is the foundation for, for business. You need people that you can trust and learn skill sets that we can utilize together and make money. And that just happened to be e-commerce initially because the barrier to entry was super low and the risk to reward ratio was extremely high. Instead of going and getting a regular job, let me just utilize those same amount of hours and figure it out. Yeah. 
And yeah, of course, the first couple months, six months, seven months, you don't figure it out, but eventually you start piecing things together. And what I came to realize, brother, is you probably saw it as well doing YouTube is a lot of people never evolve their strategies or never think if there's a barrier or something in the way, how to overcome it. It's always like, let me try and do the same thing, again, not trying again, to figure again. out how I can go around it. So you mess up with e-commerce, you fail, you lose money instead of giving up and being like, oh, this doesn't work. No, maybe I don't work. Maybe what I'm currently doing isn't working. Maybe I need to figure out a different strategy. And that's kind of what is good with working with other people is when you're starting from the ground up, there's a lot more firepower to figure things out and execute trial and error quicker. So yeah, that's why I like collaborating with my family and especially family because you have trust, which is the foundation for business. You don't want to be looking over your shoulder, wondering if the person's going to be stealing from you. I'm stabbing you. Did, what age did you get into this e-commerce? You 17. 17. Yeah. Super fast, brother. And at that time, your fast. brothers were already doing it. No, we got into it together. But 17, it wasn't like we were in here making money. 17 is we're trying to figure out how, how does Facebook work? We're trying to figure out what the f*** is a supplier? Like, how do I communicate with somebody in China? We're not talking about 2023 where you can just send a message and there's all these providers of dropshipping yeah. businesses and e-commerce suppliers and, and warehouses in America. No, back in the day, it was Excel spreadsheets, figuring things out manually. It was extremely complicated. So it was a super big learning curve that took years and eventually it played out, but it played out because we played the long term. It wasn't just, oh, two months in, we're out here making money. No, it was a progressive how much, how much money were you on like when you started? Like obviously this. I, I, would, say, I would say it was like 3,500 bucks is what we had to start. Oh, uh, just to get into it. Yeah, just to get into it. It was like the initial budget. You can't start with $100, dude. Like nowadays, yeah, you can't even start with $100. You need at least a couple thousand bucks. Yeah, do you think people lie when they say, oh, $100, yeah, bro, you can start? Just, yeah, of course it's a lie, dude. You can, what, do you can, what can you start with $100? Think about it. You go get, you register a domain. Uh, you have a phone, that cell phone plan, that's costing you something. You're not just not having a cell phone plan. Yeah. You have Wi-Fi. You're not going into fucking McDonald's to get public Wi-Fi. Yeah. There's all these additional costs that are incurred that people don't take into account because they're just regular expenditures of life. But you need three, four, five, ten thousand $10,000 in order to allow you to create a business plan that sustains you for more than just 60 days, right? So... Yeah, you could start a business in the e-commerce space for three, four, so five thousand dollars. So did you finish school by the way? Because you're saying you high school, yeah, high school, but yeah. But probably, I had a sh I, bro, I failed every single fucking class, bro. I hated that shit. It was so bad. But when did you start realizing? Because first of all, I say, what's your opinion on the schooling system right now? I mean, brother, you just have to look at the outcome. Like, what what is the type of product that's coming out of the school system, right? What is the outcome of this machine that's coming out? Dumb. That's what's coming out. So you need to look at the input of information that people are receiving, and it's not quality information. It's information that's designed to keep people employed, keep people weak, keep people stupid. That's why when you start school, what does your first grade teacher ask you? What is your what? Dream job. Not, as, not what is your dream. Yeah. Not what do you want to do in life? What, what do you want to achieve in life? What countries do you want to visit? No, what, what is your dream job? Yeah, I never what thought about that. What type of cog are you going to be in the fucking machine when you grow up? From day one, you're being programmed to be a bot. Damn, I never thought about it like that. You're right. It's but 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 people don't think about it. That's the thing is they just take. Oh well, what's your dream job? Well, I'm going to be an astronaut. Yeah, that's like the typical thing, right? Like, I want to be a scientist, mean, bro. Come on. Damn, but what age did you start realizing that? Was that like from a the beginning, dude? I saw my teacher. 
driving with a shitty car, overweight. And I'm like, these are the people that I'm receiving my source of like information from. It doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. All these rich people out here, what do they know? Yeah. Like, what do they know? Or how are these guys printing money out of thin air? And all these people that I know that are telling me that they know how life works are slaving away, trying to figure out how to get by. Yeah. What is the disconnect? And that's the disconnect that I had to come to realize. And none of it is taught in the school system. It's left outside of it intentionally. Why? Because the less you know, well, the less you know. So you need information in order to combat ignorance. And the problem is people cannot combat ignorance because they are ignorant. So how do you get educated? You need to study what rich people and successful people study. They don't study what you study. They're not out here studying the history of civil war uh, and who did this and who did that. No, they're studying what is applicable and evergreen, for example, finances, arithmetic, logic, grammar, persuasion, leadership, right? These are essential skills, how to dialogue with with another person, how to sell your product, things that people aren't taught. Those skill sets are what people that understand how the game is played are learning. Yeah. So once you understand that, for example, an essential class that they teach at these elite schools is logic. They teach you how to think. Tell me, what schools are there? Like, what tell are these me, schools? tell me a class that teaches you how to think in school that it tells you, hey, this this is the thinking methodology that we're going to utilize. Yeah, there's not. They don't even teach you how to study. Yeah, what is to study? Read Memorizing a book. Memorize a book. Yeah, and that's all people do. People go to a stoplight. I'll give you another example. This is how automated people are because that's what they teach people to be is automated. Today, the stoplight the stoplight was broken and it was just frozen in red for like five minutes. Every other stoplight on the four-way street was going. There's two, three cars in front of me and they wouldn't move. Yeah. If the, if the light did not turn green, even if the other places were stopped for five, 10 minutes, they wouldn't move. I had to get out of the car and knock on the window and be like, guys, you can go. The light is broken. So... People are in such automation that if they do not follow the programming or the book, their minds break because they don't think, right? So that's what the school system says. They're slave to their own mind. Do this or you're a failure. Do it this way or you're a failure. So people fear leaving the box. People fear being outside of the status quo or outside of what's comfortable, outside of what's normal. And it manifests in every area of life in a very simple way. Like people standing and waiting for the fucking light for five to 10 minutes because yeah. the light doesn't change colors. Think about how stupid you have to be, dude. Think about how stupid you have to be to stand in line for four hours voting as if your vote matters, being an autopilot because the news told you and then you wear a sticker that says, <laughs> I voted. <laughs> in what world? In a world of robots and automation and systemization, which I understand if you want to work in society, you need that. But I said it to you before dinner. I was like, brother, the world is run by businesses. The world is not run by governments. It's very interesting because Coca-Cola, I told you, Coca-Cola is out here placing presidents and seating presidents in different places around the world. I'll give you an example. The former richest guy in the world was uh, uh, a Mexican billionaire. He used to run the country. And he used to be an executive for Coca-Cola. The reason why Coca-Cola is now one of the leading products in Mexico is because of the lobbying that Coca-Cola did through their politics and presidential candidates. Oh, what's that? Place the president. They used to be a former executive of Coca-Cola. He's now the president, was former president of Mexico. So now you have somebody that's intertwined with big business in politics, oh. dictating 
which consumer products go on the shelves. And he puts Coke and everywhere. And which consumer products, exactly. Of course, why wouldn't you? Uh, why do you think all the executives of the FDA, once they retire from the FDA or people that work at the SEC or that they work for the government, when they retire or the military, they go and work for private industry because private industry lobbies them and says, hey, when you get done from working in public office, if you pass these three laws, you'll have a $2 million a year salary waiting for you. Yeah. So people pander and cater to all of that. That's why things are built not by choice of the common people, but by choice of the people that utilize their brains. And Henry Ford said it best, and I'll finish with this. He said, the hardest job in the world is to think. That's why most people don't do it. Yeah. Most people don't think better. I want to go back to the school system. Do you think that school systems have become soft nowadays? Because I was, I heard somewhere it's like nowadays, even in school systems, if you do bad or if you fail, they kind of tell you, oh, you get an award for trying or being, you know, attending or doing something. Do you think yes. it's too soft? I think it's two-sided. One, I think it's this idea of pandering to the weakest link. Yeah. Which society never panders to the weakest link. It always destroys the weakest link. So the weakest link, once it enters society, it becomes shocked at the fact that society does not accept it for its its weakest form. Yeah. So on one side, you have the validation of the weakest individual. On the other side, you have this philosophy that doing something wrong or messing up is failure. What does it mean to fail? Right, yeah. implying to a six-year-old, a seven-year-old that doesn't memorize the words that you want him to memorize or her to memorize, that they're a failure, scars the child from what? Making mistakes. Yeah. But life is full of making mistakes. So therefore, people do what? They stop trying out of fear of what? Making mistakes. So from the moment you're born, you're designed to not even try because any moment you try, boom, hammer. Yeah. Failure, failure. So the school system is not only from the pandering, but also from distorting what it means to experience life, which is that it's okay to mess up and that it's okay to fail and that it's okay to trip. But the school system does not allow that. Now, do you think, because you were mentioning how like um, there's like a lack of information and correct information, how rich people are born with better information than poor people. Do you think... Necessarily, do you think poor people are dumber than rich people? They are more uneducated. Yeah. That's all it is. They have less access to information. Like I said before, you do not know what you do not know. Yeah. Like, unless you're exposed to what it means to make money online, for example. Yeah. Like, if somebody went to your AdSense or they saw what was the potential, most people would not believe you. Yeah. But unless they saw it, then they would believe you. And even those that saw it, some that saw, see it may be like, well, I can't do it. I can't do it. It's unachievable. It's unachievable for me, right? So you're dealing with so many preconceived notions as to how the world works and what reality is that now you're in a situation where even if you give people the facts, they won't even see it. That's how far this indoctrination goes. And the school system has done such a good job at making people think that the only way to make money is the way that they say money's made. Yeah. And the problem is people buy into that. And once they retire, they realize that they were scammed because they retire and they have nothing to show for it. That's it. They're broke. And moving on to it, we were saying like how 
rich people, you see like a lot of these big, like crazy rich families, they always inherit what the families had and Correct. build onto it. And me and Luke were just talking about this before the podcast. It's like where less fortunate families, the father works a regular job and kind of forces the son like, oh, why are you not working? Go get a job. Instead of saying, hey, this is what we're doing. And you build onto this business. You see, for example, all these rich families that have big family businesses, the sons take over that big business and they start learning and adding onto it and conquering that. But like you're saying, and like less fortunate families, the father has a job, the son has a new job. So every 20 years, they're resetting their wealth. They're so, resetting their wealth, they're resetting their skill sets, they're resetting the life direction of the family. They don't work in, in unity. That's what I'm telling you. The school system isn't training people to work in units. Everybody's working individually, but then the people that run the game and they're writing your school uh, uh, curriculums, they're working in units. Yeah. So what they, they're literally telling you what not to do, Yeah. right? And they're like, don't do this. It's not good for you. And that's exactly what they're doing. And then they're telling you, do this. This is good for you. And that's what they're not doing. Do you think these motherfuckers wore masks when they were flying on private jets? <laughs> Brother, get woke. It wasn't working that way. I want way. to move on to the government because that's a, that's a crazy thing that happened. Honestly, the past few years, you've seen people come back governments and people are, I think, getting a bit more woke. I mean, I don't know necessarily how woke, but what's your opinion on the government right now? Are we like- I have no opinion on governments because governments, like I told you, are just comprised of big business. Whoever pays, whoever has the dollar to pay for the seat is the one that will get it. It's worked the same way. Always and forever, brother. This idea of democracy is a new concept. This idea of freedom is a new concept. It didn't exist prior to America. This idea of people having natural rights to freedom of speech and things like this, it didn't exist. It's a new concept and it's going away fast. I forget who said it. It was an it was a it was a, a famous thinker. People can look it up and they can quote me. Uh, but he says democracy is of the people and for the people. Yeah. But the people are stupid. <laughs> so it doesn't matter how much freedom of choice you give people. Yeah. You begin to realize that people will always choose bad shit. That's why the people that run the game realize that they can perpetrate human rights like they did over the last couple of years and get away with it because people are so distracted that they're already focusing on what Kim Kardashian is wearing yeah. on her next photo and they don't realize that they just spent the last three years fucking locked up. Damn. And I want, I want to get onto something that you speak Crazy. a lot about. It's BlackRock. Is this like the people running the world? Like I wouldn't say that they're the people running the world, but I mean, when you control $13 trillion in assets and you have a say at the table of a lot of companies, it's pretty powerful. So when you're in a situation where, you know, you're running funds basically that represent the entirety of a nation like BlackRock is, which all it is is an investment vehicle, somebody's making those investment decisions and somebody's sitting at those tables when you own equity, right? And representing a fund like BlackRock, yeah. that has a real world impact. So when you see a lot of these companies coming and working together, go and just look at the shareholders and ask yourself if the shareholders are the same, right? And all these companies are different. Do we actually have freedom? Because the logo is different 
But it's the same people. But it's the same people. So what's the difference? So people buy into this this bullshit. They do the same thing with Coca-Cola products. They do the same thing with Pepsi products, which is what? They think that they have choice, but they don't because at the end of the day, it's just the same thing packaged in a different format. Because, yeah, I think it's like 90% of the biggest brands are owned by like 12 companies or something. Yeah, I mean, just look at how much Nestle owns. Just pull up a chart right now. Go they on own like Google. all the food products. Yeah, all the food products. Just type Nestle food products. Then go on Amazon. Amazon products or Amazon companies owned. Amazon doesn't just own the website Amazon.com. They own IMDb, which has the ranking of all the movies. So now that they, they can rank all of their movies, they have Amazon AWS. So they run all the servers. They had a, I think, half a billion dollar contract with the CIA to be running the servers for the CIA. <laughs> so now you have a private company that hosts the private information of the American people. Like, bro, shit's crazy out here, dude. And it's like, it's not just one isolated case. It happens at all times in all places. So the entire premise of this conversation is like, okay, so now I know this shit. What about it? It's just be alert. Be alert that the things that are happening around you aren't just chance. They're, yeah. they're, they're cause and effect. They're caused by people. And you need to understand these things so that you can position yourself in a way to take advantage of it. 